Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to say I'm back with... Matt, mate, you said that with so much enthusiasm. Is that is that going to be the aim of the podcast to uh, get every, cheer everyone yes. up? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the intro I hope made people laugh rather than switch <laughs> off. Um, it, it was designed to make people go, "Oh bloody hell!" rather than kind of, "Oh no, I'm just going to barrel myself." Later yeah, today. it's going to be an hour of us depressing them. <laughs> No, yeah, which is not because, to be honest with you, mate, I, I've kind of I've kind of worked through it. I, I've gone through my process. Um, you know, I grieved initially over the results. Uh, I then I then went into the anger stage where I you know blamed everybody uh, except for me, of course, because I'm great. Uh, and then I went into the laughter stage because West Ham got spanked four 0 by Oxford and. It kind of made me realise life could be worse. Absolutely. I could be a West Ham fan. This could be West Ham news podcast. <laughs> and after I realised that, everything seemed better. Yeah, it's not so bad now, is it? I like it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's one of those things where me and you talk about it a lot. And it's kind of like the perspective that we've got from being around that little bit longer than other people. And only a little bit, of course, because we're not that <laughs> old. Um, but we have that unique perspective of we supported Tottenham when we were shit. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> and and that, don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean we should tolerate us being shit again. It just we we have that perspective of at the moment this version of crap means we've drawn away in the Champions League. Oh good God! Yeah. <laughs> Someone informed the town elders of this disaster. <laughs> We've drawn away to Arsenal. Oh, good God, once again, that ground, you know, where we've, I think, ever since they've opened it, we've we, won We do once. so well there, don't we? We always do. Yeah, normally spank them every time. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, oh, dear God, someone informed the town elders. Uh, we lost at home to Newcastle. We lost away to Leicester City who, in a game, to be honest with you, I thought we played quite well. It was a really open and enjoyable game of football, other than the result. Um, I think I even put in our like chat, I'm actually, like, this half-time, I was like, I really enjoyed that half of football, mm. both teams playing. Mm. Um, because I'm so sick of watching us play against, like, Aston Villa, Newcastle, they just stick 10 men behind the ball, and it's dull. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It is really really yeah. dull uh, but the watchers play Leicester I was thoroughly entertained I thought both teams played very well gutted that the result happened the way it did um, disappointed beyond words but I came away from that game in isolation you know forgetting the other results I came away from that game just like do you know what sometimes you win those games sometimes you lose them it was yeah. even yeah, for sure. me it was an even Could've game either way, yeah. so, I, so again I wasn't you know despondent uh, then we, you know, League Cup away to Colchester, made loads of changes, and we ended up going out on penalties. And, and also, um, so don't forget the draw away to the, at the Etihad, which is, you know, it's, it's not something that, 
that most people get any points from, let alone at one point. No. No. So, like I said, I um, I, I kind of like, yeah, we're in this bad run and I'm, I'm gutted because obviously I want Tottenham to win every single game, every trophy we're in. I want to have like this absolute glorious period in our history right now where I can, you know, tell my grandkids about one day like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're supporting Tottenham now. Back in my day, Sonny Jim, we won trophies. You know, I, I, yeah, I want to have all of that. You know, my granddad used to talk to me about the fifties. My my dad the sixties. My older brother the seventies into the eighties, and I had the friggin' League Cup a couple of times. Come on, yeah. Yeah, you um, so yeah, of course I want that. We all do, but at the same time, the the thing that I always come back to is I am not about to go. Do you know what? I'm done. I'm going to support Manchester City <laughs> from now on. I want trophies in my life. I am finished. My association of 36 years is over. That doesn't happen. This this is I'm, I'm Tottenham for life. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, of course I was down. Of course I was depressed, but I'm not going to let it ruin the rest of my damn life. Are you, life are you sure this? Season. Are you sure this? Sam? Are you sure? You <laughs> yeah. sound like you're trying to convince I, I am, yourself mate. more than anybody else. <laughs> no, no. I, I honest, honest, uh, right hand up to Bejeebus. I, I am. I, I had. I've had my rant. I've had my kind of. I've worked myself through my process, and now I've gone okay. Because the other thing that I always try and remind myself is how quickly things can change in sport. Um, I think I even said this on the podcast last week, which is, you know, we've had a couple of bad results, but our next two games we get good results and suddenly everything's rosy Mm. again. And it still is true now as it was last week. We play well and we win well against Southampton on Saturday. We take that forward... And continue to win. Let's say we win our next three to four games. All of a sudden, this situation becomes a blip. Does yeah, that make course, sense? Yeah, it's like people sense. go, "Oh, Tottenham had their blip, and now they've, you know, now they've kicked on." Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like I'm kind of relaxed about it. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about on the podcast, though, and I mentioned it to you, is. There's so much stuff being said about why is this happening. So I kind of wanted to dive into that and just play a little bit of devil's advocate with you and just get try and spend a bit of time talking about both sides of the kind of argument. The yeah, debate. sure, sure. Um, and, and in that way, I'm hoping we can kind of air a lot of this stuff, talk about both sides, so everybody listening can just go, uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense, and maybe enable them to not be so entrenched in one camp or the mm. other. Um, before we get into it, though, I just want to very quick mention, the the Colchester game, obviously, the, the you know upset being knocked out, I was really pleased that uh, Parrot and Tang, Tanganga Jaff, as I'm going to call him, uh, made their debuts. I thought they both did quite well. I, I know you kind of... Uh, Troy Parrott had been built up anything other than a hat-trick on his debut and people were going to be like, oh, another wasted talent. <laughs> um, but I think he did quite well. He had a couple, he managed to get a couple of chances, but he was kind of starved, really, of real, uh, you know, real opportunities. Um, and, and the young lad at the back, I thought, did quite well. The only player, um, a young player, I, I thought kind of looked a little bit lost was Skip, um, which I was quite surprised at. More experienced than those two. Um, but I think perhaps the the kind of system, the 
the uh, hodgepodge formation, if you like. I think Skippy just didn't know quite know where he fit, um, which is a bit disappointing. But other than that, I thought uh, the young players did very well from the academy. I was quite quite pleased with that. Yeah, um, they. The, the problem is, and I know you you mentioned it on our uh, on our on our chat group that we have like with the admins that. Um, it was yeah. a, it was an unusually defensive team, and it didn't need to be, did it? Because I mean, we were playing Colchester, no. but the po- no. I think the problem Pochettino had was that he needed to give players minutes, uh, and unfortunately, yeah. most of the players he needed to give minutes to were quite defensive, or like you know, Dyer and Wanyama yeah. and Skip. So yeah. it, it's a shame, isn't it? Because it 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 you know, an attacking team against Colchester, um, it would have been all over, you know, by half time, but. Uh, I I think so. I think we could have created enough, and I think perhaps the more experienced players coming on in Sonny and Ericsson uh, perhaps was a little bit late. But it's really easy to sit back and say that after a game. You know, it's it's the easiest thing in the world to be a pundit or to be a fan with an opinion, etc. Mm. Because you're not the one doing yeah, sure, it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, it's like armchair. You know, backseat driving. Yeah, of it's course. Like, literally, yeah, what it is. Um, so yeah, I I kind of went away from that, but I don't know about you, but I kind of felt like I, that Colchester result was coming. Like I saw the team, and I almost prepared myself, thinking I got a horrible feeling we're going to get knocked out mm, tonight. Mm. And as the longer it went, nil nil, I, I think Dan and Ramin, we were kind of just this has that feeling. It just had that kind of. This isn't going to go our way. Yeah, to me, it felt like they were going to score the last couple of minutes. That's what I. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, yeah. they could have put us well, put us out of our misery a bit earlier. To be honest, can they? <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest with you, the minute it went to the penalties and I saw Ericsson taking our first one, I went, no, "Ah, okay, yeah, fair enough." No, we, no. Yeah, the Pochettino's decided the League Cup's a distraction this <laughs> I'm year. Give Ericsson a penalty. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> yeah, because clearly you don't send him up if you're taking it seriously. It's just bizarre. His his dead ball uh, ability is just become dead isn't it it's bizarre I have a theory okay and I believe it's the Space Jam theory that I had with Sissoko I believe somewhere there is someone who has siphoned Christian Eriksen's ability (laughs) with the dead ball be it a penalty a free kick a corner or or if you watched him against Olympiacos, his ability to actually play football. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I siphoned it off, and currently we have a shell of a man running around. Um, He's bizarre. Cause... I mean, did he give give the ball away like 22 times against Olympiacos? It was yeah. mental. Yeah, he, I, think they class, I think they classed it as dispossessed and mispasses. Oh, yeah. It's like the worst stat of his career. It, uh, ever since his debut, that's the worst he's ever that's played. That's bizarre. That's, that's, it, is it really bizarre. is. Um, because I, cause this is the thing, and I said it to you, and I do stand by this, I don't think he's dang tools, because I, I said that in the past about him, where I felt like, oh, he's just running around, not really jogging. But in that game, he was proper making sprints to try and do things, but it was like his brain just... Like, the ball come to him, and normally Ericsson is one of those players that has the ability to make it look like he has all the time yeah, in the world. Sure. And yet the ball was coming to him in that game, and it was like he... It's like he forgot what to do mm. with it, you know. Oh yeah, I have feet. I forgot about them. <laughs> it was bizarre. Yeah. It was really bizarre. And um, you know, since then <laughs> he's not exactly set the world away. But maybe he will Saturday, and we'll all go, "Wow, what a player that Christian Eriksen well, the, the, is." Let's the, try and yeah, you're him. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the thing is, Sam. I mean, he's talking about Saturday. Obviously, I, I mean, I, I was at the uh, Crystal Palace game, and yep. you know, there's obviously a lot of talk about us playing poorly since the beginning of the season but 
when I went that, that Crystal Palace yeah. game, we we was back to the Tottenham I knew, you know. So yeah, that that first half was sexy. Yeah, football, absolutely, was, it was, was just and like that that first half was just like the the first or, or just like the the, the Tottenham the old White Hart Lane that that season when we had Rose yeah. and Walker and you know they were just running down the flanks. It, it was just a, a, mm. a great. I mean, it, it was to the point where, and I don't know if you ever find this if you go to a game or if you're watching it where it's four 0 at half time. And then there's no goals in the second half, and you almost come away feeling a little disappointed. It's like yeah, I'm, I'm walking yeah, away yeah. from this game. We've won four 0 and I kind of feel a little bit let down because you just thought, I just thought, that, yeah, we yeah. But, but I did yeah. say to my uh, a friend of mine who I've, who's, who's got a season ticket to the left of me, uh, Gavin, he, uh, I did say to him that I've got a feeling that once once that fourth goal went in, or Roy Hodgson, I mean, if it had been three 0 I think Hodgson would have yeah. would have. Got, had the team talk come and let's just try to get a goal at the beginning of the second oh, half I'm with you yeah but, I uh, think uh, I think the message would have been you get yeah. one we could get back but, but when this, the fourth yeah, went in it was like just don't let any more in and you could see at the beginning of the second half that they was they they weren't going forward they was giving us all the space in the, no. in the world at the back so it was just like um, and also I think we knowing we had Olympiacos midweek completely throttled yeah. back which I mean, I've said, like, as a fan, I was like, kill them, we want 10. But as, like, someone trying to be a bit more pragmatic, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah I, I see what yeah, you're doing. Of course. Um, and if we'd smashed Olympiacos, I think we'd all go, smart. Yeah, well yeah done. sure. But because that, that performance looked a bit lethargic mm. there as well, it was kind of like, ah, oh, well, that didn't, you know, that, that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, but so basically, um, there's a lot of stuff going around. The, the blame game. I love the blame game, man. <laughs> Ah, oh, the blame game. The the thing is, is that like, who do you blame? So, I've written down: Do you blame Enoch, the owners? Do you blame Daniel Levy himself, the chairman? Do you blame Pochettino? Do you blame the players? Do you blame the canteen staff? <laughs> That's who I've got my eye on, by the way. Bastards. Yeah, yeah, we're all laughing. They're the ones serving that lasagna, people. Um, uh, or do you? Or is no one to blame? You know, and I've written that down. So let's go through them one by one. Just, just. And, and what of... are we? And what are we to blame for? What? Our our current predicament, if you like, the 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 kind of negative feeling that's around the club right now, the the clear and obvious uh, squad disharmony that the managers talked about, um, and obviously the results. Mm. Okay. Uh, seriously, canteen staff, everybody. <laughs> There's one. The, the, the dinner say. lady um, look, looks very much like a free. Uh, a, a RC Wenger look alike, isn't she? I mean, everyone keeps saying how much. Yes. She looks, and it's really weird, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, it's French accent. Yeah, the whole thing smells of garlic. Yeah, yeah. We're on to you, bitch. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's that's more hate now. <laughs> so, Enoch, let's start with Enoch. Enoch own the own the club. Um, Enoch are a company, an investment company. Enoch are, uh, if you want to coin the phrase of many people, profits over glory. Um, let me just put it to you. Enoch, as owners of this football club, are always going to look for the club to make a profit. Mm. Uh, Enoch, as owners of this football club, are looking at us as an investment, not a uh, Roman Abramovich-style toy. That, that's just our owners. That's yeah, but mo- most like, most owners. owners are like that, Sam. I mean, there's not many owners like Roman Abramovich. They're just trying to siphon off some of their dirty money from another country. I mean, most, o- most owners <laughs> nice. buy a club yeah. because there's some money to be made from the club. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's kind of like a almost became an urban myth after uh, Chelsea got transformed, then Man City got transformed. That that's the norm. It's not. Um, 
it's, it's not the norm because even if you look at Liverpool now, Liverpool invested massively last summer, you know, the, the summer before, and they did go on and win the Champions League, and you know, it can be justified with that. But even though they won the Champions League, finished runner-up in the Premier League, uh, you know, ridiculously close to winning it, they didn't invest again this summer. And the reason for that is because they literally risked it all Mm. the summer Mm. before. And the owners have even said it. And I think even Jurgen Klopp in a press conference said, you know, don't expect this to add. (laughs) Because, you know, we... uh, And that is the kind of gamble that Enoch won't sanction. And that is the thing that I think fans find that little bit tough because and I think the reason why Enoch won't uh, is you know Daniel Levy's stewardship for one but they kind of look at um, the gamble as you are you you become Liverpool which is the gamble pays off and you pick up the Champions League that you know that's great that's the gamble paying off because the finance from winning the Champions League kind of offsets what you've just spent but of course that doesn't mean you can then take that gamble again the next summer because you're not going to. You're not going to roll the dice mm. again. But you know you've you've won that trophy, or the gamble doesn't pay off and you're Leeds United because Leeds United everyone forgets they were Champions League semi finalists the year before it all went wrong. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's because you know they rolled the dice. They rolled the dice. Took this massive gamble on a squad of players. It took them to that point. You know, they were really close in the league. They were really close in the Champions League, and then you know they've been a Championship club now for you know my daughter's lifetime. My daughter's never known them as a top flight club. She's eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, to me and you, I I still think of Leeds as one of the big. Yeah, clubs. I, like the, the data like Tony Yeboa <laughs> and Cantona and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so to me, it's kind of like I I still think of Leeds as one of the big clubs in the country, but. They haven't been for a long. That's because they rolled the dice and it failed. So, Enoch uh, and under Daniel Levy's stewardship, they they just will never do that. And I think as fans, I'm a lot happier once I accepted that, and kind of looked at it from the point of view of we're gonna have to reach. You know, we're we're never gonna do that mad gamble thing. We're never gonna do. Okay, everyone, we're just gonna spend two hundred, three hundred million and hope. Mm, <laughs> that, mm. I mean, that's just yeah, not us. Sure. Um. So. With that in mind, can can you blame Enoch? Do you think for the current situation? Well, I mean, look, look. Okay, so we so we had that two windows where we didn't spend any money, obviously, um, and, yeah. and a lot to do, a lot of it was to do with with the ground and everything and the problems we had with that. But o- over yeah. the summer, we spent big on players, didn't we? We spent big on Dombele. Yeah. What was it, sixty odd million? Uh, I know we didn't yeah. pay for the, the Celso, but. But we've committed to as long as we stay in the Champions League, and that's yeah. another what fifty odd million. Sessegnon, uh, yeah. I mean, what what was we looking for there? Was it twenty twenty five million? Twenty five million. Yeah. So I mean, we've spent yeah. over a hundred hundred odd million, haven't we? So we we, we they've invested money in the team, haven't they? So I yeah. and again, and I know that this will link into to Levy, but just yeah. look, look at the ground, look at the training centre, look at the. Look, look at the club as uh, where it is now. Uh, you know, forgetting about the, sh- the, the the results over the last few weeks. Look at wh- where we are uh, as as a club yeah. uh, uh, f- from being uh, owned by Enoch. And yeah. look, I, we have it's, it's conversations we have all the all the time about you know, course, and, tr- yeah. and trophies come up uh, obviously and lack of at the moment. But I just think if you look at the structure of where we are. It's what it's what you said earlier, Sam. I mean, 
we we win our next three games, suddenly all this mass hysteria will all die down. Yeah. So I I just I I can't I can't I can't relate this kind of period of time we're having a sh- very very short period of time we're having where things aren't going as well as they should do with the owners yeah. of the club. I just I can't I can't I can't link those it's, two um, together. It's kind of a, an interesting segue from that is. Is the period we're in right now a short period of time where things have been bad, or is it actually longer? Because there is an argument to be made that the back-end form of last season going into the start of this season is really poor. And so actually it's about nine months. Um, now obviously you had the summer and that, so nine months sounds longer than you know than the actual amount of games being played. But, you know, there is an argument in that. And when you look at the comparative form, if you like, both uh, AVB and Tim Sherwood had better records when they were sacked than what Pochettino currently has. Yeah, but did, did either of them uh, get us into the Champions League? Did either of them get us into the Champions League final? No, right. no, no. And, and please uh, keep in mind, I'm, that, I'm just putting that, together the Yeah, no, I see. And that's, and that's the thing that... that, that it's, it's one of those things where... Uh, it's fun. It's, it's, I'm trying to put 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 the put put it uh, put it in how I'm trying to describe. So obviously, people are disappointed at the moment. So so we, the Leicester game, people are disappointed we didn't win that. Newcastle game, people are disappointed yeah. we didn't win. Uh, we lost that one. Yeah. I get it. I'm, I was disappointed as well. I, I was disappointed with both yeah. of them. Uh, disappointed we we threw a two nil goal a two nil lead away against Arsenal. You know. So th- these are these are yeah. these are disappointments to people. I understand that. It's this kind of um, this sensation, sensationalist uh, view that people are taking at the moment. So, I'm seeing polls. Should should Pochettino go? Loads of yeses. He should go. We should get Mourinho in. And it, mm-hmm. it's just this, like you know. And the one, this is the one that summed it up. Uh, someone put a comment saying, "Yes, he definitely needs to go. He got the tactics all wrong in the Champions League final. He needs to go." But the guy yeah. got us to the Champions League final. You know, uh, again, uh, playing devil's advocate, that there's a lot of luck. In yeah, that. no, of course, there's a lot of luck, but I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, you, you, I, I, I appreciate Sam. You're not, you're not for one second saying that <laughs> AVB and Sherwood, no, we no, should have no. either of those. No, no, but Fuck. no, I'm not, I know you're not, mate. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It just, just the idea of this is very yeah. funny to me. Yeah. But it's, um, it's, it's just, I, I, I look at, I look at. Okay, so the last few weeks have been. Fairly poor. The back in the last season has been fairly poor. We still qualified yeah. for the Champions League. I mean, what is it now? Is this our is this our fourth season in in a row in the Champions League? Oh man, we're we're so used to it now. I mean, who keeps count of that kind of thing? Yes, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So 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 it's our our fourth season in the Champions League. Now in a, in a row. row, right? So I can hear people yeah. saying, "Oh, is that what you want? Just top four? Are you happy with just top four? Right? No, of course no, not. Right? Yeah. But if if you look at those. Uh, wankers down the road. Okay, now they, they, yes, right, yes. they, they are in the Europa League now, and they've been in the Europa League for the last few years. Now, if I was, a, yeah. if I, heaven forbid, was a fan of their, 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 of Arsenal, now I, I would, I think I'd be justifiably upset by where, I, where we are, where, where if some, so I'm talking, and this is really horrible. It's making me feel dirty saying it, right? But just imagine for a second we're yeah. Arsenal fans, right? So. Sorry, just, sorry, just, I know. Just you need to, have you a shower. Need, no, you need to spin. You need to spin round three times. Spit and say, <laughs> "I heart 
Gary yeah, just just we'll, we'll have a sh- we'll have a shower afterwards, like just sort of just to kind of wipe off all the dirt of talking about it. But uh, let, let's let's imagine, right? So you're an Arsenal fan, so you've had years and years of fantastic. <laughs> I kill myself, <laughs> right? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but you've had on, years sorry. and years of amazing success, winning title after title, winning the FA Cup, FA Cup. All these trophies, like you know, trophies. You're not cheering me up, Matthew. No, but I'm just saying <laughs> what, what I'm saying to you, Sam. Right? So you've had all them years, right? And now you're here, yeah. and you're, yeah. you're struggling. You're in the Europa League, nowhere near the top four, yeah. right? You're gonna, you, yeah. you, you're justifiably upset with where you are at the moment, and I, and I, I agree. They're yeah. justifiably upset, and, and can, we like, and we, we like watching Man United fans. We, we like watching the meltdowns. What's that? Say Man United? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, could we be Man United yeah, Man, fans? And Man United so fans are the same. I mean, like, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're entitled to be justifiably upset. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to go down the route of saying, look look at the 90s. I know you mentioned it earlier, and, and I think that's a good point. Yeah. But just look at the club last 10 years. In the last 10 years. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand we've, we've won um, the odd League Cup. I understand that. We've won the, the League Cup yeah. once every 10 years, right? So, and we haven't won anything in the, in the last 10, however many years. So <clears> I, I, Audi trophy. <clears throat> Audi, Audi, Audi Cup, there we go. But I, I understand that we haven't got a, a, won a domestic trophy, you know? So, but I, I just, I, I look at it that... Uh, I just look at it, the fact that we've 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 progressed, we've progressed, like you know, and I've I've made, I mentioned this in podcasts before, like you know, we, we we've gone to the the, the Martin Yeo time where he would we would qualify for the Europa League every year, and I was happy, and that was yeah good. yeah that it was it was a, was a weird feeling being in Europe. It's like wow, we're playing European football, right? And I love that, yeah. and now we've stepped up to Champions League football, and, and I, I think the problem is people are getting uh, fans are getting so upset because they're. That they they they're expecting more, you know, and 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 I I understand that you know um, that the expectations come from the fact that we've qualified for the Champions League and we had a great run in the Champions League final last year. I understand that expectation, yeah. but I I just sometimes uh, feel I just sometimes feel frustrated when I see people commenting and saying saying things like he has to go and he's had his time and he's got as far as he can. I, 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 well, I just somebody had put on our yeah go on. page or somebody had put yesterday. You told me that, um, we'll have the nicest ground in the. There you go. I mean, it's just come on, Sam. <laughs> it, it it takes it to another level, doesn't it? I mean, it, it's it the, 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 yeah. the reactions so over the top, and like you said, look, I'm not saying we're going to win the next three games. Say we do win the next three games, then this is just—it's all ridiculous, isn't it? I, 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 yeah. Listen, I, I'm not trying to—I'm not trying to—you um, know—I I understand people's uh, frustrations. I, I, get, I get it. I get people's frustrations. I feel frustrated, and, and I, to the point where you know the Colchester game—I'm like, you know, the game finished. Oh, for Christ's sake, you know—and and it, it puts yeah. you in a shitty mood, doesn't it? And and. And yep. I understand that people that, that they kind of they, they they go with their gut, they go with their feeling, and sometimes in the heat of the moment you're just like you know, fuck this, like you know, and I, I just yep. I've had enough, and, and let's change things. But I think if you just if you just have a sit a, a calm sit down and look at look at it, look at the bigger picture with, with us, and I, I I see I, I think when it when it comes to I don't know if he was going to go on to the other people to, that it could be it could be to blame for it, but. Uh, I yeah, am, but yes. you, did you say players, Sam? Was that players one of them? I said I said canteen, canteen stuff, stuff a few right. times, but yeah, so I did mention because I, I, I think for me it's it's certain players that that are that, that's, that are to blame for this kind of low in 
inform okay. and and, uh, and and kind of general feeling at the moment. Okay, so um, well, you've mentioned the players, um, so let, let's chat about them because I wanna I wanna kind of circle back. I wanna finish with talking about Daniel. Sure. Levy yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, so, so on the players' side of it, I mean, there is definitely an argument to be had that there are certain players within that squad who have created an atmosphere which is now problematic. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like two sides to this coin. One is if a player is creating that kind of atmosphere, one, why the hell are they still there? Um, and two is the, do you, you know, what do you do with those players? Because if those players are first team regulars or, are players that are skilled and should be playing. You know, let's look at the start of this season. Jan Vertonghen was basically dropped. Um, for all intents and purposes, the real reason behind that is never going to come mm. out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few people know. But it's never going to come out. It's never going to be published. And if I told people, no one would believe me. So, I can tell you right now, that Mauricio Pochettino 100% needed to drop Jan Vertonghen. But, because he dropped him, every bad performance was blamed on, oh, Jan should be playing. Jan should be playing. It doesn't matter what he's done. Jan should, Jan's the best player. You pick the best players. He's been picking the best players, and the best players are not playing the best. Mm. And I think the reason for that is because a few of them are just mentally tapped out they're off you know they've gone they've checked out or they're they've got issues with each other a few players aren't even speaking to each other and yet you're putting them on the pitch yeah <laughs> you know and, and that... think about think about sorry mate just to finish think about the camaraderie we've had over the past few seasons end of games the handshakes all that daft stuff you go to live games when was the last time you saw them doing stuff mm. like that mm. the, the the squad is fractured and it is very, very similar to when Pochettino first arrived. When he first arrived, there were cliques within the squad. Um, you know, Eunice Kabul was captain, I believe. And, you know, he had uh, French-speaking players who wouldn't speak to anybody else. And, you know, loads of other things going on. And what he did then was quite a kind of painful transition where he booted loads of them out, brought in young academy players, Kane, Mason, etc., and those players brought energy to the team and kind of lifted everything. Um, right now, we've gone up a level. We are a Champions League team now. When Pochettino arrived, we weren't. He's raised us up that level. And so, unfortunately, it's not quite as simple as, you know, right, well, you're dropped then and here's a kid from the academy to run around like a loon to provide energy because we've gone up a level and it's not quite so easy now, if that makes sense. You know, Ryan Mason would never have played for Tottenham if we were in the Champions League and that was where he was going to make his mm. debut. It just wouldn't have mm. happened because everyone would have gone, no, you you, you know, Paulinho has to play. He's an experienced international, etc., etc. Your brain just does that. But because he was able to come in to the side and make an impact, it raised everybody. It picked everything up. So the players, I think... And Ben Davis said this in an interview after the Colchester game. He said, like, the players have to take a massive amount of responsibility because you train all week. The manager lays out what to do. He said, then if we don't execute that, that's on us. Yeah. And he made it pretty clear 
that the players massively underperformed against Colchester. And he made it pretty clear that the manager let them know that. And he also made it pretty clear that he didn't hold the manager as well. I mean, I think he said the top, the players who went out there needed to apologise to everybody. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the players have to take a massive responsibility. I think to play devil's advocate here is who's responsible for the squad being the way it is. Because if you've got bad apples, if you've got problems going on, that's someone's responsibility within the club, be it Pochettino, Daniel Levy, etc. And on the flip side, the manager is there, he's paid decent money, and in one of his roles is to motivate and get the squad performing at their best. So if he's not doing that, then certain things has to, you know, some of the blame has to be shouldered by him. Mm. I, I put that to you, good sir. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at... I mean, I'll, the t- two players that come to mind with me, uh, Aurier and Rose, now they, they, neither of them made any secret that they they were told they could leave in the summer and neither yeah. of them could find a club. And both of them are in the first team. Now, I I I I've, um, I, I think the problem is... is uh, and this maybe will link it in with Daniel Levy... Is that he's obviously there must I mean I don't know but I'm presuming there would have been clubs that would have made offers for the two of them because I think they're both great players but probably not to yeah. the uh, to the asking price that he wanted and maybe it would have been a case of look you've got to take a bit of a hit with these two because you know you're gonna you're not gonna get what you're after but I think with 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 Pochettino a lot of how he does things it is. The the camaraderie within the team, and a, a lot of I think yeah. a lot of our success, you know, in getting into the Champions League and winning games at Cantum really entertainingly, is because of the the the, um, the the way the team are. So when you've got players, when you've got uh, squad players that, well, obviously a professional, we're going to give are going to give give it all on the pitch, aren't like you say, I've checked out mentally from the, from having any loyalty towards the club. Then I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna affect. I think it's gonna affect things, and I think it's gonna. I, I like Ericsson's another one for me. You know, you, I know you said mm. that it, it, it. You can't. You don't. You still don't think it. His his mind. His mind not being there is why he's not playing so well. But but well, I. I, th- I I I felt that although in that game he was as bad as I've ever seen him, and statistically the worst game of his yeah. career. I felt a player who is not putting in any effort at all doesn't do the run backs that he did etc etc so to me I just felt like he's had an awful night now that could be because he has mentally checked out you know but he's still at least trying to Mm, run you know like showing and and he's being professional isn't it because they're they're, they're professionals at the end of the day so Ericsson's not Ericsson's not going to be the sort of player that's going to sulk is he that's that's just not Ericsson but no but at the same time if you if you if you imagine that he's like right I, I want to be at Real Madrid next season. I'm going to be at Real Madrid next season. Then, yeah, it, it, that kind of that, um, you know, the, the, the kind of what Pochettino is trying to do at the club, it isn't. Yeah, it, it's, it, he's not buying into that anymore. He, he's he's yeah, he's out of what, what the, that kind of. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word uh, that 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 kind. Yeah, the ethos. The there, there we go. Yeah, so, yeah. so the, the ethos that that Pochettino has brought into that club, you've got players that just aren't buying into that anymore. And and that, and that's Agreed. why I think that we're not seeing the same Tottenham that we've seen and we've been used to under Pochettino yeah. for the last two or three years, or for even longer. Maybe. No, 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I think that is the case. Now, do you think that is because the squad's become stale? I, do you know what? I, I don't, I don't think that is the case. No, because you look at uh, players like Sonny and Deli Ali and Kane that have been there for for a while. I, I, I don't think they make the team look stale. I, I just, no. I, I just, I feel like it just needs, um, it, it just needs to be regenerated. I don't know how we can do it, but it just that the. Well, if I sorry, mate, just just because I, I want to give you an example of what okay. I mean, so you can sort of look at this. Uh, Victor Wanyama, uh, Victor Wanyama in his debut season for us was phenomenal. He was arguably our best player that yeah. season. He was just phenomenal. Mm. Um, injuries have left the guy. He, the nice and I try and be really respectful about him because I think this is not his fault. Injuries, he's not a good player no, anymore yeah. <laughs> and that's me trying to be as polite as humanly possible every time I've seen him last season this season he doesn't even look like a footballer of a Premier League level let alone a Champions League mm. level so and you know he played in the League Cup the other day to be blunt he didn't look that level either mm. which which is awful mm. awful awful thing the situation but that that is the reality now Victor Wanyama has been at the club for those seasons and he has not really been a factor in our first team for three years yeah say? i'd suggest that yeah this this is entering the fourth season where he's a squad player really mm. now victor wanyama should have been sold in the summer the club tried to sell him in the summer the manager told him you can go victor you know thank you very much for your service but there's the door he stayed because he couldn't agree a financial package uh, wages that he wanted elsewhere. The irony that Tottenham players are paid so well they can't find new clubs is not <laughs> lost on me, by the way. that is The irony in that is just beautiful and painful at the same time. Uh, but, but Victor Wanyama is a perfect position for me because I don't think Victor Wanyama is the kind of guy to go in the dressing room and cause problems not in no. nine years. Uh, but at the same time, he is not at a level at this football club. But Pochettino is obviously trying to keep the ethos, trying to keep the togetherness, trying to keep everyone involved, everybody. You know, he had that big meeting, clear the air, we're all, you know, forget your contracts, forget the summer, forget everything. We are Tottenham, We, you know, you're all here, we are the together, the collective. But when you've got, let's say you're Eric Dyer, yeah. right? Eric Dyer sat on the bench whilst Wanyama comes on. You must look at that and go, you are effing kidding me. <laughs> I know I've had appendicitis, I know I've been ill, every time I came back I ended up in hospital or something, I know I've had a year from hell. But when you bring on that guy, who basically looks like he needs a, an assistant to help him around him, <laughs> over me, see I, I went from being overly nice to being quite vicious, yeah. sorry Victor, yeah. Um, but that creates tension. Does that? Yeah, no, I that? get that. That creates a problem that. because that's not Wanyama being unprofessional. That's not Pochettino trying to do anything other than keep this collective together. But the players aren't stupid. They're you know, if fans can see it, the players can see yeah. it. You know, so if that guy comes on ahead of you or he starts ahead of you right now, that's gonna pee mm. you off. Eric Dyer is a very popular player, and you know, imagine if Dyer's pissed off, and you know, he goes home to his loving partner Delhi, uh, <laughs> and Delhi, you know, you, always, you know, you just have these conversations, and Delhi's like, 
yeah, man, you've got every reason to be pissed yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, he ain't playing well. There's tension there. Carl Walker-Peters has been loyal to a fault to this football club. He loves this football club. Carl Walker-Peters, as much as this pains me, should have left the club a few years ago because clearly the manager doesn't rate him. Mm. And this is the most painful thing for me because he's kept him around the squad all this time, never loaning him, not selling him, and he's gone completely stagnant because he's not been playing football matches. Now, going into this season, my belief is... Do you remember Carl Walker-Peters signed the new deal in last season? Everyone kind of went... Yeah, hey, that's right. That's, that's mm. odd. He's already played. Perhaps he has a loan coming up, but no. I think he said to him, Trippier's leaving. I'm selling Serge Aurier because, you know, Sam Jones on that podcast hates him. <laughs> the boss listens, everyone. You know that. Me and Jesus, best mates. Um, and I want you to be one of my, you know, because everyone knows he rotates his fullback. So if you are two players in a fullback position, you know you're going to get minutes. So Carl Walker-Peters would know, okay, boss, you know, if I'm one of your right backs for next season, yeah, of course I'm going to stay. I love this club. You know, I'll run through walls for it. And Pochettino then decided, okay, I don't need to sign a right back because I think I can convert Juan Foyf into arguably a really good right Mm. back. Juan Foyth went, yeah, I'm up for that. Argentino got a problem at right back. You convert me into a good right back. I'm going to be an international. Yes, please. Copa America, Juan Foyth starts every game as right back for Argentina. Juan Foyth cancels his honeymoon so he can come back and put extra training in so he can become a right back. Juan Foyth gets injured. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's just bad yeah. luck. But imagine being Serge Aurier for a minute. The club's told you you can go. You've work tirelessly to leave you're seeing a central defender be converted into your position which you feel you know you're an international you're captain of your country that's gonna create tension yeah yeah (laughs) now he unfortunately unlike wanyama is someone who's going to create a bit of a fuss and it's well noted in press he did create a few problems and yet he gets picked so again you go back to carl walker peters I've been here for three years. I've never made a fuss. I've trained hard every day. I've been loyal, even when I probably should have left on loan or gone to play elsewhere. And yet he starts ahead of me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you see where yeah, I'm Yeah, of course. Yeah, this? no, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Carl comes back from injury, Sanchez gets put it mm. right back. Mm, hang on a minute. So all across the team, you can look at it and go... I can understand why there is tension across everywhere right now. It's it's because there just is. There's, And I think that's a symptom of the fact that we've not been able to rejuvenate the squad by making like two or three changes in a window. Mm. You know, you two to three leave, two new faces come in or etc. You bring an academy player up and that rejuvenates everything all the time. We went four windows, was it? Four or five windows without doing that? And because of that, this summer we did make, you know, three in. You know, Nkudu, Janssen left, Lorente, Vorm, Trippier left. You know, that's a few players went out. But the new players who come in, you know, wonderful luck that we have, are all injured. (laughs) So that freshness has not been able to be fresh. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So I, I think you can blame 
and you could have an argument to blame all the people we discussed, especially the canteen stuff. <laughs> I think you could have a counter argument for all of it, like you have, you know, quite passionately laid out regarding the ownership of the club and the direction of the club. But my my kind of summary here is all of that is could easily be explained by external factors. The stadium, the knock-on effects. The stadium had to be built for us to take the next step. All of us know that. There's a few people I've seen arguing, no, it didn't. Yeah, it did. If you don't believe that with the FIFA Fair Play rules and the new restrictions being brought in, we could have stayed at White Hart Lane and been competitive, you're yeah, wrong. I agree. It needed to happen. With that being built, that knock-on effect was Daniel Levy's focus was taken off of contracts. That's why we have the contract situation we have. We didn't have the funds available to make the transfers that the manager wanted. We could assign players. There were players available, not the ones the manager wanted. Therefore, the squad has been retained and kept rather than refreshed, you know, naturally, window by window. And now we're in this situation where I've just laid out then, like, all these little tiny little bits of tension and niggle, you know, that that is kind of where we are. But like me and you said right at the very start, you start winning games again, and all of a sudden those little niggles, they start to vanish. Yep, yep you're right. It's very true. I mean, I, that's why I, I thought after the Crystal Palace game that we, that it, we would really kick on from there. But yeah, I, I just yeah. like look. So we so we had the disappointing uh, uh, draw in the Champions League, but I, I'd I'd even suggest you can like write off the, the Colchester game because it it wasn't yeah. our first eleven, was it at all? It was just it was a lot of the fringe players. So I yeah. think a, I think a, a marker of where we are is going to be Saturday Southampton. You know, if we if we get Agreed. a good result, no, if I we agree. get a good result at home to Southampton, then things aren't as bad as people are making out genuinely no they're, they're not i mean this is the thing the things i've learned this in my life here's a bit of experience for everyone things are never as great as you want them to be and they're never as bad as yeah. you think they yeah, are it's very true <laughs> but but you know look at our next few fixtures we got southampton on uh, 28th so this this saturday tuesday the 1st of october we have bayern munich um you know what minnows from Germany? <laughs> Easy. Bayern who? <laughs> so basically, as long as we don't lose five one, yeah. we've done well. Um, Brighton. We travel to Brighton. Then yeah. This this is my point. You look at the fixtures we've got coming up. You know, beat Southampton, beat Bayern, beat Brighton, beat Watford, which is our next four games. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like I said, this becomes a yeah. blip. This is no longer because you beat Bayern and everyone will feel amazing yeah, about that. Absolutely, you know, beating Bayern Munich at our new stadium. I mean, that's going to be a great night at our new stadium. You, you look at you look at Sam. You look at that that season. Was it two seasons ago where we where we beat Real Madrid three uh, yeah, one? I yeah. don't recall. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I say I don't recall. I don't. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what what happened in the league two games before, or two games after. No, but I'll always no, I I'll always remember that 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 win, that massive win. You know, so. I, I don't. I Mate, you never. You never know, do you? People will think we planned this, <laughs> but we did not. You uh, you picked that out then completely. Off the okay. We drew four games in a row, right. and we lost two. So we are six without right. a win in and around that Real Madrid spanking we yep. gave them. We were in a really bad run. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
But but genuinely, no. Uh, uh, I know people are listening to this, uh, and those of you who have listened, by the way, a massive thank you because me and Matt have noticed the listening figures for this podcast when Tottenham aren't playing very well. You know, it drops like a <laughs> rock. You know, we're up to like nine hundred people when we get a good result, and we're down to like four hundred <laughs> people when we're not playing well. So um, yeah, so a big thank you to those who are listening this week, and I hope just us chatting it through and kind of airing it. You know, um, Matt Matt was very passionate about um the enic thing i hope that's helped now you can get in touch with us you can email us anytime you can get in touch via the facebook page facebook.com slash spurs news uh you can find me on twitter you can find lovely laura on instagram um she's she's dancing a lot this weekend but she will get back to any messages <laughs> Uh, she, she ain't listening no, she's not at all. I know, I know she's not. She um she messaged me the other day, and I thought, ah, finally, I'm gonna I'm gonna cop for it. And she just like chatted to me about something. I was thinking, you've not listened. <laughs> so what you like, some point, <laughs> so, Well, at some point she will, and I know she will, um, because I've cop I've fallen into this trap before where I was giving out her phone number one digit at a time. <laughs> But yeah, no, bless her. You know, I, I think she might have hurt herself on the pole recently. She's not been, she's not been quite as chatty. Um, but yeah, it's a physical job that pole oh, dancing, yeah. mate. You'd, I, I got utmost respect for her flexibility, stamina. Oh, phenomenal. Um, but enough about her sex life. <laughs> Anyway, hopefully I give everyone a bit of a laugh to finish. Uh, but yeah, genuinely, there's so much uh, blame game going around. Pochettino in his press conference today says uh, you'll never be critical of fans who are critical of him because he says the fans deserve their opinion, and he's mm-hmm. right. Um, he was very defiant, very I am the man to do yep. this. You know, give him time. My opinion is completely that uh, Mauricio Pochettino transformed this club from a Europa League team into a Champions League team. It is that elevated expectation that he gave yep. us, which now means we are saying this isn't. He's good a enough. victim of his own success, basically, isn't he? But but the thing is, he knows that, and he is the first one to say right now. Yeah, sure. He's the first one to say right now. This is not good mm. enough, and so you know. Let's let's take it forward. Uh, I'm backing him completely. Um, I'll second it, sir. Everyone is entitled to their opinions completely, obviously. I'm fine with that, but this is the man to take us forward. Trust him. This season might be painful. He said it for a while. We're going to have to go through some pains whilst we transform this squad. The club have come through the stadium build, everything we've done for the whole Wembley thing. We all kind of thought that was the painful bit. This could be it now, where the squad's kind of needing to be switched around, changed around. That's, uh, but yeah, I back the band. I back him over the players. Um, player power can kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. And on that note, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Matt, for joining me. We will be back next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.